The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Talking Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand on Elliott, plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. There is nothing dangerous about thinking crazy things. And that's exactly what we're going to do straight out of the mouth of Jerry Jones here over the next hour. We're going to think some crazy things on Talking Cowboys. It is draft week at the Star in Frisco in the SWBC studios. Welcome in, everybody. Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Hetma Harrison. I'm Kyle Yeomans, and we are fresh off the pre-draft press conference a little bit later today than our no- normal Talking Tuesday time slot. But, Rob, lots to talk about from the, the pre-draft press conference. Uh, apparently, Taco Charlton was a selection <laughs> straight from Stephen Jones. There was a Taco reference. There was a Taco Charlton Within reference. that 45 minutes, yes. Jeez. I don't know if that's a, a good thing to joke Ooh. about. It was, a, it was a jab, man. Stab. Straight up jab. But ah. we're going to talk about the draft plenty. Is Of course, we are just under... We're just around 48 hours away. It is Taco Tuesday. Away. Just letting you know that. Oh, it's Taco Tuesday. Hit the, hit the Mario sound for yourself. Ba-ding! There, there, you there it is. <laughs> Rob, what, uh, what did you get out of the press conference? And you actually went to the walk-off as well. Oh, there was no walk-off. Oh, There was no Never walk-off. Mind. You didn't miss anything. Didn't miss um, so you're saying the Cowboys are going to get crazy on Thursday night. That's is that what it sounds like. Is that, is that a, was that a quote directly from Jerry? That was directly. There's nothing dangerous about thinking crazy things. Apparently they've been running through the scenarios about trading up, trading down, round one, round two, round three. They've done it all to this point, apparently. They always do that. <laughs> they always do that. And, and look, like I'm not going to be a cynic here, but... Do it. The, these pre-draft press conferences are what they are. Mm. Like they, they're, there's some gamesmanship yeah. being played every year during this, and it's always about 45 minutes. And there's useful information that comes out of it, but there's a on a certain level, they're not going to give us anything. You know, I mean, Mike McCarthy was asked about certain positions, breaking down positions. He just flat said, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Uh, you know, Stephen Jones was asked about certain interior offensive linemen that we've talked about. Is that David Hillman or you? Was that, that David that, that asked that question? It was David Moore, I believe, David, who asked it. Was it. Or was it Todd? I think it was Todd Archer. It was Maybe Todd? it was Todd. Okay. Yeah. I was like, somebody's getting straight to the point. And Steven just, you know, Dwight Powell rejected that into the third row and <laughs> said, we're not going to talk about it. Go Mavs, baby. Go Mavs. Um, so, like, but but that being said, I mean, there there were some some good items of information that kind of, you know, give us an idea of maybe where they're leaning towards. But basically what I took out of it was, sure, 24 could be some some nice players available, but we could trade up, or hell, we could trade down. You know, they're not <clears throat> ruling anything out, and that's usually how these press conferences go. Not ruling anything out, but also not showing your hand is ultimately what it is. Right, and and they didn't necessarily do either one of those things throughout. Isaiah, I know you were listening. Anything stick out to you? Yeah, I mean, it just sounds like I mean, you know, to your to your point, Rob. I mean, you you can dive into this as much as you as you want, but I think that this the rhetoric and language around this press conference and leading up to this press conference is kind of leading you to believe that Dallas is more willing to move around in this year's draft than they have in, in, in recent years. And I and I'm not even sure if they're going after players. 
I don't I don't even know if that's I know a lot of people are thinking about who's going to get drafted. I think that they're and I think Stephen Jones actually kind of solidified it for me today when he started talking about how they're not done yet. Free agency's not done. Um, how players, you know, obviously we know who's available in free agency. He said not just the draft picks, but so that leads me to believe that they're looking at other guys that are possibly not being talked about that are sitting on other guys' rosters right now. And I think that they're going to address that offensive line, you know, uh, holes with some veterans in that regard. So when you start talking about draft picks and trading up or trading down, start thinking about players that can get traded along with those draft picks. Well, traded, like to your point, um, you know, Robert, the Robert Quinn trade happened, I think, after the draft a few years ago. Yep. And I think Stephen referenced, you know, generally speaking on the fan last week that there's guys that – will find themselves off of rosters a week or two from now based on what other teams do in the draft, what mm-hmm. other teams do as far as filling needs. So, like, they're, yeah, they're open for business to keep adding, heck, on top of – they're trying to make plain that, like, they're not relying on nine draft picks or mm-hmm. however many draft picks it ends up being, plus college free agency, as the only way that they're going to get better or address needs between now and training camp. No, Steven is is committed to not making any hasty decisions this offseason. And all of his decisions have have pretty much yelled uh, that. But just looking at all three of those guys sitting up there for the press conference, it was Mike McCarthy that I had a lot of my attention on. And I thought it was interesting that Jerry made the point that in drafts past, he's been all about everybody being all-inclusive in it and having an opinion on it. And then talking about Mike and his experience with drafts, being that this is really unfamiliar territory to him being that in Green Bay, I believe it's Ted Thompson, the yeah. GM yep. that was there, uh, didn't allow the head coaches or any of those guys to have any input on players that they brought in. So it really really kind of speaks to how new Mike McCarthy is at all of this as well, having input on players that he wants in the draft and also having Dan Quinn here as well, being able to have that head coaching brain with his to match to be able to get through this process and bring those uh, players in that build your culture. Mm-hmm. You know, the guys that are locker room guys. Uh, right now, there's you have the foundation of your team built, you think, uh, through your leadership, through your young players. But how can you bring guys in that are going to add to that? And I, I really think that a lot of this, I, I know people think that it's just gamesmanship, but I think they were really honest about their approach and what they're thinking about in this draft because it's true. I mean, who's calling? What offers are going to be out there and if there's a guy that you covered on your board and you have an opportunity to go up and get him I'm gonna go get him but if I have four guys that have the same draft grade I may trade back because I'll have an opportunity to get those guys later so I thought that was excellent that's that's you're absolutely right like they don't know what's going to happen they don't know who's going to be there they don't know who's going to fall potentially they don't know who's going to call you know, and and so that's that's a big part of it. And Jerry had a nice fishing. I love a good fishing reference. He said, mm-hmm. you know, we'll throw some chum out the there. Chum, you know, yeah. we'll chum. We'll see what's <laughs> we'll see chum. What, we'll see what's in the water. But you're right. Like they're they're not going to know. They didn't know Micah Parsons was going to be sitting there at 12 when they traded back, or or before they traded back, which gave them the opportunity to trade back, thinking, ah, uh, we'll we'll still be able to get him and pick up an extra pick. So much of this is difficult because they're like like you were just saying, 32 teams, 31 other teams doing the same thing that you're doing, and everyone has their draft board together, depending on where you are from one to 10, right? And I think. Once we get through Thursday, the, the earlier part, and we see how the draft board is going to go, because something crazy is going to happen. And, I, and the reason I say that, guys, is because of COVID, because of the amount of players that are in this draft because of the COVID year. And Stephen even talked about guys that have six years of playing experience and how the middle of this draft is going to be so thick with, the, with those levels of players. And, that, and that's where 
that that was useful information. Really good stuff. Like I I didn't expect him to say how many first round grades yeah, they've got on guys. Yep. Fourteen to sixteen. He says Crazy. it's less than normal. He said he also has more top of the second round grades on players than he ever has been or ever has had in any other draft along the way. And that actually is in line with there was a report from Tom Pelissero with the NFL Network that there's a lot of teams that have a dozen, maybe give or take a couple picks or, or prospects with those first-round grades. And that is that is lower than usual. I mean, the Cowboys probably on average are 20-ish first-round grades, I would say, on a given year. Um, so, And Steven said, first, second round, kind of thin compared to past years. But – the meat of this draft, the, the the real depth would be third through the fifth round. So that's like if you want to read the tea leaves and say, well, maybe that would, depending on how the board falls, maybe that you're inclined to keep your picks and not trade up, mm-hmm. and make sure you've got a good volume of draft picks of draft capital to to, you know, build on that depth yep. that's there instead of going up and getting a guy. But again, you don't know how it's going to fall. You don't know who they love. You don't know who they love that might be falling to the late teens or something like that, where they're just like, "Damn it, we no, we're, we got th- this guy's rated so high, like a C.D. Lamb style. We're we're going to go up and get him." You well, know, you just never know. Did to, to go up and get it, and Jerry, of course, having the fishing reference, he was in a country mood today because he had a country yeah. music reference as well, saying, "If that phone's not ringing, that's me calling." And yeah. that means if that thing isn't ringing, that means he's already on the other line rolling <laughs> and trying to make something happen, either trading back or trading forward to go get a guy. And if they only have the 14 to 16 first-round grades on players, does that make you feel more – do you feel like it's more likely to go up and get a guy? Or maybe, hey, stay put to 24, see how the board falls, and then you trade back if it works out in your favor in that regard. You know, I'm not a country music guy at all. I was confused. I, I thought you were all same. All, same. All, I, I, I didn't get that reference. I, it's either. an old country music song. Ultimately. Okay. Yeah. Like so it, got, it's got to be. I had no idea. I was like, yep. "What if it's the phone?" I mean, I, I man, I was lost. But anyway, I, I mean, I, bars. I just <laughs> bars. Bars. <laughs> it was just one of those deals where I was confused. But man, when you talk about the exactly about what you just mentioned before about the first round grades and having only 14 guys where you would typically have 20 and you are at 24 what does that say that the guy you want isn't going to be there at 24 possibly and it just all depends on what they do with those first 10 picks I just believe that there's going to be a team that is going to reach on a player maybe it's Detroit we talked about it last week maybe it's Detroit maybe it's Jacksonville maybe Jacksonville doesn't have the 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 edge rusher as high up on their board as we think maybe the the edge rusher from from uh, Georgia isn't picked as high as we think as well so there's going to be so much that happens but if you get to the point where the guy that you want is there for you and a team is willing to dance you got to do it hmm Boom. Got to do it's it, It's possible. Isaiah. What are it's you going to do? Possible. What would you rather do, Isaiah? Go up and get a guy, stay put, or Come on, back? blank check. This year? This year, right now. What would you rather do? If and I know the <clears throat> board has to fall a certain no, way. for sure. I'm I saying mean, yeah, generally. Generally, if there's an opportunity to go up there and get your office alignment, go grab them. Go grab your office alignment. If, you, if you're not going to grab an office alignment, trade your butt down and get some quality and get some draft picks. Reason why, for the same reason Rob just said, there's the meat of this draft is not in those – you know, in the second half of the first round, it's not it's not there, right? Everybody kind of has that same consensus that it's just not that deep at that 
in in, the, in that first round. Picks twenty through sixty are very interchangeable. Very, yeah. So being that there aren't that many guys that are just like, yep, sure thing, sure thing, sure thing. Like it's gonna get crazy because of that, right? And everybody's grading and they're all the scouts and everybody's gonna have their own speculations on and what who's the best players. I think it's gonna get crazy. So if you have an opportunity, go grab your guy. If you don't have your guy, you have to trade out and you you accumulate as many draft picks as you possible. You take the New England Patriots approach and you just you know these guys are still accumulating picks before the doggone draft. I just saw these guys. I mean that's what they do. You just hoard draft picks. They so traded a, they traded a fifth round pick for a sixth and a seventh. Yeah, that's like all. That's just the most Bill Belichick move. Of all time, just trade a f- one fifth for a sixth and a seventh, just cause. And that's what you do. I mean, look at Dallas has the third, fourth, fifth, 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 sixth. Mm-hmm. Yep. J- just hold them. Just hold them. And if you have that, then you're in a position to go out there and grab some guys that can kind of come out here and compete. And you talked about that. You heard those guys talking about the versatility and how many, how much guys can contribute. You know, it's not just hey, can you just play your position? Can you? What else can you do on special teams? You need impact in multiple areas. That's where you're going to get those guys at, right? Yeah, you hold them, or 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 maybe one or two. You package like the Tyler yes. Biotish thing. Sure, what a couple that was fourth round, but a couple years ago to to move up a little bit to get your make sure you get your guy yes. in those middle rounds. Uh, so I I agree with you there for sure. Um, so but yeah, there, but there is gamesmanship. I mean, when Steven said we don't have any muss in this draft, then yeah, nice. you know maybe maybe they really believe. Look, they haven't they have not done a lot in free agency. So I and I said this last week. I mean. What we say, what we see about their roster, where there's a hole here, a hole here, they don't, maybe don't feel the same way. But yeah, I think that's that's an example of what I'm talking about, where it's like, well, we're not going to tell you we we really need here, here, here. The positions we've talked, everybody's talking. The lie detector determined that was a lie. Right, right. They're not going to tip their hand. They're going to give us some stuff, but not not everything. I did think something that, going back to Heckma's point, I really did feel like they were honest in a couple of different ways because it lines up with the way they've drafted in the past. And it kind of, it's one of those where there's smoke, there's fire sort of deals. And one of those is positional value over need and where it lines up in the draft. And the the question was asked to, to Stephen Jones, how much do you weigh need and best player available and back and forth? And he basically went down the line and said, if it's a similar grade on a prospect, then you might lean toward the need. It, depending on where those prospects lie, you go to that need. That was encouraging me for me to hear because you don't just go willy-nilly drafting the best player available a lot. You find a way to fit that into those holes that you have, even though there wasn't any musts, quote-unquote, from Stephen Jones. There's a lot of holes on this roster, and you're going to see the early draft picks fall into those holes because there are needs in those specific positions. Yeah, it was laughable when he said that, Pete. Yeah, I think everybody was was kind of in the room saying, man, come on now. We know what you need. The must. The must, yeah. right? But but you're Everybody's right. Everybody's got a need. Yeah. Somewhere everybody's For got sure. A need. Yeah. But but Kyle, what you're talking about, I, I think you're you're they hit the hit it right on the head with that. Um because you look at this offensive line, if there is an opportunity for you to go up and get a guy that you have in this book that you say, look, this is a this is a dog. You yeah. know he's going to be a fit guy. He comes right in and he's ready to play right now. Why not do that? But if you have five or six of those guys, don't 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 take don't the, reach. Don't reach. Because yeah. you don't have to. You know, and so much of this draft has been based off of best player available and all those philosophies that come into what you're going to do with this this time period. We understand that this team is maybe one offensive lineman away from putting this thing back together or maybe a linebacker away on defense. So that yeah. even with those even with those situations that you need 
it's it's only going to take one, either through the draft or through free agency. Yeah, I'm, I'm really. I think Dallas is in a position where they're hoping that the rest of the league is really kind of gravitating towards the flashy, big play type type of players. Amen. I think Dallas is hoping that everybody gets caught on that. Right, kind of goes down the road of without the, the Rams and some of these other teams and the Kansas Cities of the world. Like, hey, get the big the big flashy player. Like, go go grab that guy because Dallas needs to get back to their point. to their identity. Dallas that's, is, okay. Yeah. That's an interesting point because you you might think that that's what they should do. Yeah. Is it actually what they're doing? Because they could get as much so as the rest of the thirty two NFL teams. They could also get caught up on the flashy prospect. They love Drake London across the way, <laughs> wide receiver out of USC. They absolutely love. Well, that's him. a need though, too. It is to that's a certain a extent. Wide receiver is one of the top two needs in my. But leading up to this draft, you're. I think this year, more than any year. In recent history, I'm no historian in the NFL, but in terms of my history, play you're realizing that players are touchable. There's no, there aren't many players in this league that are untouchable. I think that if there's ever been a year that you felt that in the NFL, I think this is probably the year. Mm-hmm. So in terms of somebody, if I got if I have my guy Hegma over there on the squad and he's one of the beasts on the, on, a, on somebody else's team, I'm not afraid to ask is he available. This yeah. year, this year, I'm Made not afraid to ask. I'm not afraid. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make that call. And I'm gonna throw that question out there. When in recent years, I think, man, I ain't gonna waste my time with that. Yeah. This year, that? players are available. You know, guys are available. Guys that are already proven are available. So that's why I'm saying that everybody's looking at draft picks, and I'm like, okay, that's cool. Look at some of these cats that are on rosters that you can say, hey, I got a couple fifth rounders for you. What, what, you, what you want? What you want? You want to move this cat or no? That's a great. He's point. not going to sign back with you next year. You might as well go ahead and give him to That's us. It's a great point. Yeah. Nick Eatman has said this for years, and I agree. It, they they could maybe stand to do more of that. That that I've referenced, I referenced the Robert Quinn trade a couple years ago. That's a great trade. I mean, yeah, it, it, it has out. to work. It has to be a situation where okay, he's not going to be back. He doesn't fit in their new scheme. That kind of thing. But and we don't know how involved they are with that. There were reports. I talked about it last week. You know, Brandon Cooks was a guy that they reportedly called about. Um, I'm missing another. Tony. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, Kadarius Tony. Yeah, yeah. But there, there are reports they've called on on a couple guys. I'm missing the other guy, Brandon Cooks, and uh, Devontae Parker was another guy yeah. that they were rumored to be linked to. We don't know how involved they are with that. I think that is that is another route of player see, acquisition. But you, then you see something happen immediately after that rumor, and you think about what's happening today with the rumor and innuendo between Green Bay and possibly the the Vegas Raiders. Darren Waller. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, there's just this there's, there's something to what you just said, and so making that call and saying that. But I, I want to go back to something else you said about players that now the flashy pick. Mm-hmm. What team is going to make that mistake? And I've always, man, I call them the the, the Valentine's Day guys, <laughs> the guys you start hearing about on Valentine's. Day. All of a sudden, this guy becomes a name, you know, and you hadn't heard anything from him before. He has a super agent, and all of a sudden, this kid is bigger than life. And I'm like, I know I watch a lot of football. I don't remember your name. Jermaine Johnson's one of those. You know, all Edge of a rusher out of Florida State. All of really, a sudden, nobody knew who he was. Then he goes to the Senior Bowl. He's a Valentine's he's Day guy. Blowing up. Yeah. He, hey, now he's a top 15 pick in the draft. Combine like, always helps with that too. Combine guys. I yeah. mean. Uh, Devontae Wyatt's and the I mean you could talk about some of these receivers in that regard as well it it happens every single year now Wyatt is a kid from Georgia right yeah now he's a baller yeah him and Jordan Davis these two defensive tackles and they're interchangeable they're both ballers if you play for Georgia you probably probably (laughs) right same with Bama yeah it all works out all right A&M Trent McDuffie, he's just a total gadget player, not a very good player. 
Wow. Not very big on Kyler Gordon. Say that about Jordan Davis. Bring his stock capital down. (laughs) For real. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, we continue looking ahead. What are some sneaky positions of need for the Cowboys that they need to address come draft weekend? When we return with more Talking Cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Grisol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, we're listening to a little Jimmy Buffett in the break. Mm. That's the song that Jerry was referring to. Chris found it in the break, and we can't play it on air or anything, but it is uh, fun to hear it. First time in my life ever the heard it. Phone it, ain't it's calling. Same. Whatever, you lying. You know uh, you're a big Jimmy you, Buffett I'm guy. You it's definitely not on my pregame mix. If the phone doesn't hey. ring, it's me. If the phone doesn't <laughs> ring, you. it's me. Put the polygraph up. Are you a Buffett guy? <laughs> I'm just a music guy in You're general. You're too young to be a Buffett guy. I can listen to Buffett. There's nothing wrong with Buffett Jimmy Buffett, is, Margaritaville. Buffett is very That's what's wrong with him. Gets everybody he's out. got he's got Buffett lyrics and Kodak Black lyrics in his head. <laughs> at the same time. No, you're right. You're right on. Spot on. It's not a mix. I, I just like music. And then at the same time, the majority of what I listen to is like indie Buggy BS. In my That's just there. All right, head to the Star in Frisco for the 2022 Cowboys Draft, presented by Miller Lite from Thursday. April 28th through Saturday the 30th. Enjoy live draft coverage and entertainment, a free youth camp on Friday night, and the Draft Day 5K presented by Baylor Scott and White Help on Saturday morning. For more details, visit DallasCowboys.com slash draft. Back here on Talking Cowboys, and I got my draft show polo with the Miller Lite logo Ooh. in the back. I got it got it upstairs, got a big Ooh. box. I'm pumped. Y'all had a mock draft today, I hear. We did. I heard part of it. You want to hear how it went? Go for it. Okay, so Arnold Ebicady was the pick at number 24 out of Penn State, edge rusher. 
But it was Kansas City that made that pick because we traded down to pick number 29. We picked up 121 and a seventh-round pick, who we later used on Cade York, and we took Kenyon Green at number 29, offensive guard out of Texas. So we traded back. Traded back, went from 24 to 29, and made that work from there. So that's how we ended up working. Hey, it's not a it's not a bad thing to think of crazy things, as Jerry Jones likes to say. It's my favorite line. I'm going to use that all week long. I'm telling you right now. All right, let's take a look at some positional <laughs> sneaky needs. I like the dollar sign quote he had. What was that one? The dollar sign quote. If it, ha- if it has anything to do with a dollar sign, and then it comes, and then it comes through me. Uh, I, I decide if it comes in and if it goes out. I'm responsible. That's exactly what he said. Is that your Jerry Jones impression? Yes, it is. It's pretty good, actually. There you go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Under the radar draft needs. How crucial is it for the Cowboys to find some depth at these positions? I'm going to start with Heckma Harrison on this mm. one because I know you feel some sort Strong. of way about this linebacker position. How important is it? Because if you look up against maybe edge rusher, wide receiver, offensive line, it may not be the top need in the draft, but it's pretty crucial that the Cowboys come out with at least one linebacker at some point, but where do you see them going to a linebacker first? So let's just say we have LVE, Luke Gifford, uh, Michael Parsons, and Jabril Cox, and Devontae Bond. Those are our linebackers right now. We obviously know that we're going to move Michael Parsons around. Jabril Cox is coming off of the ACL, so there are a lot of question marks around that. But we are really light at the position. Uh, we, sh- we should have, we could have gotten a baller. We didn't go out and get that guy. He ended up going to the Rams. Mm-hmm. However, in this draft, you have an opportunity to go out and get a guy, and I believe in N'Kobe Dean would be the guy that I would be going he's really just a quintessential linebacker yeah and you need a dude in the middle to hold it down and and just the linebacker position in general has changed because you want your linebacker to be able to carry tight ends and also cover uh running backs on the hash marks so it's not just like back in the day you know thick neck big neck brace and all that and you just in the a and b gap the whole time (laughs) you do you do exactly you do have one of those and i think that's another guy that's going to be a little bit better in dan quinn's system but when you have uh, when you have the, the kind of speed that's out there at the linebacker position, you need a guy to be able to do that in Dan Quinn's defense because he asks a lot of his linebackers. Now, I know y'all talked about this a little bit last week as well when I was out, but uh, you're okay spending a first round pick on linebacker over offensive line, or is this just if you're wiped out at offensive line and there's other needs out there? So I was just going back to what uh, Isaiah was saying earlier, and he's saying that, look, you know you need an offensive lineman, uh, um, but I don't have these offensive linemen as high up as a lot of other people do, especially the guard. I'm not even looking at tackle because if I get a tackle and Tyron Smith can play, oh, he playing. Yeah. Tyron Smith playing, and, the, and Terrence Steele has already proved you've gotten rid of guys to, to have Terrence Steele. So that's why I feel like Zion Johnson and Green, I just feel like they're in a situation because there aren't a lot of quarterbacks in this draft that they've benefited from that, and that's why teams are jumping out of the cake to get them in the first round. I think with the, the third and fourth round, you can still get quality offensive linemen. I know people don't think that you can, but because of the development in college, you may be able to do that. That's all I'm saying. So back to what Jerry said, if I could get a – Michael Parsons, I'm not calling the Kobe Dean Michael Parsons, but sure. I'm saying 
the way that he fills that gap for you on defense, you could definitely get you a young stud from for the future and also be able to satisfy some of your needs on the offensive line in the second and third round. I have N'Kobe Dean ahead of Devin Lloyd as well on my board, but Devin Lloyd seems like he may be more of a fit from a size standpoint and a player standpoint. Six foot two, 237 pounds for Devin Lloyd out of Utah as opposed to N'Kobe Dean, who's 5'11". How much does that play into your factor if you're in that room talking with Dan Quinn and he's standing on the table for a linebacker. When you evaluated Lloyd, did you think that he was kind of Michael Parson-ish? The Very way that much they, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just saw he's, the similarities. He's not Michael Parsons. No, no. Let's not get... I'm talking about scheme. Here. I'm talking about scheme, the way that they use he does a lot of around. He does a lot of those things. Yeah. A lot of them. I love that. Yeah. He's I love a good it. player. I love it too, but I, I already ha- I already have one of those. And I already have a tank. And I what I need is a real linebacker. I need a guy that I can say when they come out with this read option offense that my linebacker can cover and do all of the heady things that I need my linebacker to do. I mean, and this kid is talented. Yeah. I mean, you just gotta flip a coin on that. You can't go wrong either way. So Heckman's okay going first round <laughs> what? linebacker. Heck was like, I already got a tank, I already got a bazooka, I need to make a shady. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Come on. Uh, are you are you okay? Okay, going no, first round line. Heck to the no. Okay. No. Why? He's already no. said that. No. <laughs> because this team is never going to get past where they went this year unless they can move the ball. That's just facts. Okay. Uh, Jordan Davis is not going to be available to you. All right. They're, you don't know that. He's not going to be available. You to don't you. know. He go. He works for everybody's team. Okay. So there's no. You don't know. There's no. Okay. Doesn't work for dream. our scheme. Let me he, live in no, my dream. Nah, you go ahead. You, you wet dreams over <laughs> yeah, there. Okay? Yes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. <laughs> he's not going to be there. So that's Chill. one guy that you can. You, <laughs> you would trade away a lot of picks to go grab that guy. He's he, not going to be there. Okay. He went at 14 to the Ravens in our mock. I trade up. I don't see him going that low. I mean, he, maybe he will, but I, don't, I just don't see it happening yeah. because he fits everywhere. Devontae Wyatt, by the okay. way, went 19 to the Saints. Jeez. A, man so, can, a man can wet dream. You can have You need an O-lineman. Need. Need. I don't care what Mr. Stephen Jones said. You need an O-lineman. Now, do you reach and go get an O-lineman? Day. You don't reach for it, right? Remember. But you also can't expect it to fall to you. So if you have to move up and grab him – Six, seven picks more, if you know, higher than what you wanted to. Ah, secure the bag because guess what? Inventory is low right now. There's a lot of stuff sitting out there in the middle of the ocean. You might have to pay a couple more dollars to go out there and grab something that you need. So you need to go grab that guy if he's around. I agree with you. Because That's the philosophy. Line, I, you can, I agree with that. You can, our defense played amazing this year. Yeah, they played well. They played amazing this yeah. past year, and it still didn't get you anywhere. So if you because you didn't run the ball. Because you couldn't throw the ball the way in which you wanted to. So everything always reverts back to, I know defense wins championships, but guess what? Offense gets you past the first round. Isn't it crazy how much things can flip in a year? Because last year, Isaiah was standing on the table saying, get defense, get defense, get defense, and the offense is going to figure it out. And now this year, it's vice versa. Now, you said Valentine's Day when he mentioned the guards. Do you think, do you consider those guys your Valentine's Day guards where they haven't? Because I think Kenyon Green was at, at some point in this draft process very early on was thought of as a top 15 pick. He wasn't even thought about being available at 24. He has since slipped a little bit. Maybe that's because of guys elevating and because of some of those Valentine's Day guys that are just kind of working yeah, in that favor. But my, my whole thing is, is does he fit this fit the scheme? I think he's a zone guy. I think he can definitely do a lot of those things. Um, look, inline blocking, I'm looking for what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Can the guy fire off is he doing all of those things? I saw Green move around a lot. So when 
tackle, yeah. guard, all he of does that. And out, of, so, out of necessity last year. Right. And, 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 yeah. and, and I'm not. And I'm not that's, – that's not throwing any dirt on him. I'm just basically saying the grade that they're giving him and the kid from Boston, I just don't see – Zion Johnson. Zion Johnson, yeah. how they're going that high. I think if any other – any draft that you have and you have the you know right mixture of, of playmakers and all that, these are guys that are late, late first, early second round guys. And that's why I feel like it – to your philosophy and your point, if I can trade back or I can get trade up in the second round and get a guy like that, I do it. I have the picks in the in the fourth. We just we got nine picks. We got nine picks. So it's not if we can go up and get a Kobe Dean. He's a game changer. He's a playmaker. Get that. That's for your future. But this guard stuff. I mean, come on, man. They. I, I believe there's plenty of those guys in this draft. That's all I'm saying. But your philosophy is right. If you want to move the ball, if you want to be able to pass the ball, you better have a damn offensive offensive line to get it done. Yeah, Isaiah and I, I, I got to roll with Isaiah on this one because I, I that's how I felt the whole way based on the last game that we saw. Dak wasn't protected enough, and they couldn't run the ball the last quarter at least of the season, last half of the season. Probably half, yeah. <laughs> and I just feel like if you've and, – and, yeah, you don't want to reach because best player available has worked out well for them the last two years in the first round. I mean, Absolutely. CeeDee Lamb has been a very good player. They're expecting him to develop into a great player. Uh, multi Pro Bowls type of receiver, you know, Micah transform your defense in one year. You know, I didn't even play his last year of college. So BPA has worked out for them, but I I do lean towards offensive line and, and finding one early because you you would like to have a walk in starter, check that box, and and add some strength and some some size up front to help Tyler Biotish at center. Ideally, you know what's crazy, you know that. That kid you were talking about, Lindstrom, and I just kind of like eh, well, Alec Lindstrom. Yeah, from Iowa. Oh no, Linderbaum. Linderbaum. Tyler Linderbaum. Linderbaum. Yeah. I've been calling so many names. Linderbaum. Uh, <laughs> a lot of them. Yeah, Linderbaum. I went watched him. He is a dog, dude. I'm telling you, he is a put him on the field yep. right now. He can go player. Right. Like, yep. it, it's there's no that wouldn't be a reach if you got him. Nope. You know, no. and I've been against it, but then you're watching exactly what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Can we get a guy that can play, but that still doesn't help us with our guard position? We no. need a guard, right. especially no one is counting on Connor McGovern to be that guy right now. And I don't think we're confident in him. I absolutely love like your whole thought process here because it, it at this point in the draft process, it feels like Cowboys fans, and I mean we're all guilty of this too, being draft analysts. We're kind of pigeon pigeonholing offensive guard as the pick at 24. That's not necessarily the case. There no, are nope. so many yeah, different no. ways you could go. And linebacker with Devin Lloyd and Kobe Dean both being there are certainly going to be in the conversation. They were both available for that mock draft earlier yeah. today. Not only at 24, but then they were both gone by the time we picked at 29. So, I mean, it, it's a conversation to be had about the linebacker spot because you're not set there for the future either. No, you bring up that's – a, that's a great point because I, I go back to – Two years ago, nobody thought they should take a receiver in the first round. Nope. Really linebacker either. I mean, corner was the position. And if and if either J.C. Horn or Sertan had been there, I think mm-hmm. that would have been the pick. Been. Yeah. <clears throat> Worked out just fine for the Cowboys. But you're right. Like, they could wind up doing something none of us expected. I'm just – when I do these mock drafts, I mean, we got one more coming this week. And yep. I, a couple weeks ago, we had ours on the website – I'm basic. I'm basic with my mocks. I just go down no. based off of needs. <laughs> That's my style. Okay, guard, you edge rusher, say. wide receiver. You want? You asked about underrated needs. I would put tight end in that in that group. 
give me that's fourth round, kind of a Schultzy area. That's where they got him. Okay. You know, to, to add to that depth, like that's where I go. But the, but you're right. Like they can go in a lot of different directions. I do here. want to hit some of those other uh, under the radar needs. We've got about like eight or okay. nine minutes until we hit that second break. But what about running back? How late or how early do you take a running back, Isaiah? Because Tony Pollard's not a guarantee after 2022. Technically, neither is Ezekiel Elliott moving forward. After this season, you might have some question marks at running back. Do you take one? Where Where do you take one? Where you would you feel comfortable? Fifth. In the fifth? Okay. Yeah. That's a realistic answer. Yeah. Where would you feel? Right. It would be way later than that. I mean, it We took one in the fifth today. We took Brian Robinson Jr. out of Alabama. Good player, tough runner, all-around back, can catch out of the backfield. He's going to play special teams. Yeah, it's about <laughs> he's right. He'll redshirt for a year, basically. That's he's going to do. I keep hearing this DN talk. Okay, I don't know. I don't want to switch it up on you. I keep hearing this DN Switching talk a lot. That's pretty much a specific need. I don't. I don't feel that necessity. I don't. I don't. Are I don't. Comfortable feel, I, with Dante Fowler Jr. and Dorrance Armstrong. I'm comfortable with DQ having talent to 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 utilize and be able to move around. I'm very confident in DQ's ability to be able to scheme things up as long as you have talented guys that have a freaking engine. Oh yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm confident in. And I think having there aren't that many. Mano y mano, I'm gonna beat you down. I'm gonna win every single time. Type of guys in this league, there just aren't that many guys at that position anymore. And so I don't feel the necessity. Even I mean, even obviously we lost RG. Like I don't, I didn't see him as that guy. I saw him as a guy that can when he when you really needed him to you needed him to when be you that really guy. needed him like when he was pissed off. Like when he was pissed off, oh he'll get off in your tail now. But he needed to be pissed off, right? So. I agree with what Jerry said today in terms of I'd rather have two guys instead of that one guy. There, how many of those guys are there really in this league that you're just fearful when your tackle lines up well, across from them? Well, they, they, I mean, they thought Randy was coming back. Like they had that deal yeah, yeah. almost done. Done. They wanted yeah. him back. I mean, and I, I, I hear you. I mean, and and I'm with you. I mean, Dan Quinn found a way. Hey, Micah Parsons, week two, go play edge rusher. That worked out pretty well. Mm-hmm. Like he 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 knows his players' talent. So I'm with you there. I just I wish we could have seen more. Snaps than the handful of snaps we saw of Tank, Randy Gregory, yeah, yeah, and Micah yeah, yeah. on the field together. That was, I mean, to me, it's not the same thing, but it's almost like I wish we could have seen Kyrie, KD, and, oh, and Harden oh, play together. Don't even stop this. <laughs> I'm just saying, what about like, Ben that, Simmons. No, oh, wow. Stop. Wait until next could. year, apparently. <laughs> but, but that's, I, I do think Randy showed enough flashes of being kind of just that game wrecker. And, and they could mm. use another edge rusher in this draft in my opinion to you help saw that it against rotation Washington you saw but, it against the, but, I mean but it was but to get that guy history shows you got to draft an edge rusher early to get that guy we referenced Taco earlier Taco was a first round draft pick late first round overall. that didn't work out because if you're great if you're Micah Parsons you're going to go early I'm I don't know man I'm I'm more of a maybe I'm just a boring GM you are, but I want to. I want to control. Where's the game controlled? Because you're old school in your approach. Listen you, here, you man. You really are. Listen you're here. old school in Where your approach. Where is the game controlled? It's a line of scrimmage. Line yeah. of freaking scrimmage, without a doubt. If you own the D line, if you own the offensive line, you always have a shot. Always. Where did the Cowboys struggle this past? Freaking year? a in the trenches. But you're not worried so, about that, though. Well, I'm not worried about the ends. Control the middle. 
Right? I have speed at the at Micah Parsons, at, at, at D-Law, and all these guys. I got speed on the but outside. But that works okay. against your point, though, Isaiah. No, 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 no. If you're going to grab a defensive player, right, it needs to be an interior defensive lineman that's a complete dog. Okay. And I don't think that dog's okay. going to be there. Or let's, let's play let's play pretend here for a little bit then. Kayvon Thibodeau somehow falls to 15. Cowboys are going to trade up, but also Jordan Davis is available I'm going to get Jordan Davis. You're not going to get Kayvon Thibodeau, who has a chance to fall – has a chance to slip a little I'm bit. I'm going to get Jordan Davis. Wow. Because without hesitation. Without hesitation. If I have a shot, if somehow some way he's sitting around, I am I'm signing off on go, trade up and get him. Aiden Hutchinson. I don't know enough or about Jordan him. Davis. I don't I, I'm getting Jordan I, Davis. I like Jordan Jordan Davis will he will Trayvon clog Walker it up. Or Jordan listen, Davis. listen here. Both Jordan Georgia Davis. guys. Hey. First pick in the draft. Baby wipes. <laughs> non disposable baby wipes. Okay? Jordan Davis clogging it up. He's clogging. <laughs> that will, clogging. That, that that's will for happen. Sure. Non-biodegradable. That's for sure. He's clogging He's it up. Calling the plumber for your future okay. life. Just know that. There's two different, two different types of baby wipes out here. Yeah. There's biodegradable and there's not. Okay. He is the not non-biodegradable. He is gonna clog it up. So look at and, you. And look guess what? You. Hold on. Guess what? Heck, guess and guess what? If they decide to go outside because he's in there clogging it up, he is gonna have the go juice. To also what? join the party along with Michael Parsons, See, Curse, and the rest at, of these cats. Look at what you're doing. Did these look at what you're doing. What am I doing? You are putting sprinkles on my ice cream. Okay. Okay. Okay, but I'm supposed to be talking him down. I apologize. I'm supposed to be talking him down. Don't listen to the show. I'm telling you, uh, <laughs> 11, it's, 11, it's 11 on 11, and you got one guy that's taking up three guys. I mean, hey, I'm so, not good at math, but come hey, on. I'm okay signing <laughs> off on moving up to get him. But uh, this, this defensive end talk, I'm just, I'm not on board with it. Mm. I'm, I'm personally not. My, I like okay. I like your thought process, but I still think you're out of your mind without with putting Jordan Davis on basically the number one but spot it, in the draft. It, well, if you do that though, if you trade it up to get a clog guy, <laughs> then, then way to go. <laughs> got through then, it, Rob. But you're not getting your guard. You're not getting your so, so there's, there's two O-line. guys. That's what I'm saying. There's there, there's only two people that I'm going up to two positions I'm going up to trade for. It doesn't even it's, it's, it's JD right. I need big dog. Off top. A, okay, okay, off top. Or I need to. I'm close enough, right? Within, if I'm at obviously we're sitting at 24 and we're down to say 16, 17, and that guard is sitting there, and I'm looking at the other team's needs ahead of me. I'm like, you're ah. probably not going to have to drive. You're probably not going to have to draft a guard. Exactly. I'm not going to trade up to go get a guard. You're Absolutely. probably going to be. But fine. I'm saying, but if there's a, if there's that guy, if there's that guard that you're like, hey, I can't miss on and this guy. You're hearing something, and, and you're hearing something, and he's five, six picks away. Sure. Uh, go secure the back. I don't know if they feel go that secure way. the back. I know, I know. It's all speculation. Everything we talk about is speculation. <laughs> but I rather, I rather go secure that bag than to hope that it falls down to me. Right when you're in that position and you have a need, <clears throat> Mr. Stephen Jones. Okay, you have a need. You go and you you seal the deal, and then you worry about the rest of it because guess what? There's plenty of other depth in this particular in the draft. Yeah, I. Mm. <laughs> I would I would trade back before I would trade up, and that's not having a clue what your board is going to look like, what's available, who's available to you at that point. But I just and maybe I'm just thinking of, and you guys did that this morning. Yeah. But what they said about if they really feel like third through three through five, it's deep. You only have three top 100 picks in this draft. You're going to give up one to, to move up, and then you only have your I don't know your third round pick. Left or mm-hmm. instead of trading back, you could get two threes. You keep your your two, and maybe now you're if you hit on guys, now you now you're building some depth well, here. Well, that's what I'm talking about in terms of hitting them. In terms when you know that there's that's your guy, like that's your 
you guard, right? That's right. Just, like, you, I, like, yeah. you, you can't miss on him. 14 yeah. or 16. He's one of the 14 to 16 guys, first round and he's grace. within grasp. Don't freaking let it go through your fingers, okay? Don't let him be saying, close the dog on fingers, go grab that dog on thing, and bring him into your, to your team because you need him. You need him in order for your team to be effective. You know that's your guy. Those, those, that's the two positions that I'm saying in this first round that you go and you grab. If you're going to make a move like that, that doesn't require you going to steal somebody from an existing team. Let's say there's two options only for the Cowboys, either trade up or trade down. I would put trading down as an 80-20 possibility mm-hmm. yeah, over the fact of maybe yeah, trading up. After the first round, though, I think that nearly flip-flops. Yep, I agree. It'd probably be 75-25 to go back up. Yeah. After the first round is over, just based off of the things we're hearing and basically the needs for the Cowboys and where they could fit moving forward. You mean trade back into the first? No, or just trade, trade up, up in the second, trade equity. up in the third, okay. trade up in the fourth, something like that okay. along the way. I think it's more likely they go up in the later rounds, but down in the first round. I like what you said, Rob, because I think the value add in any draft, is, especially if you can be smart and make those middle of the round, uh, middle round picks, is, is better for you as a football team. We've seen yeah. the Patriots mm-hmm. be able to do things like that, and they're continuously uh, doing it. But I think the Back to what you were saying, Isaiah, with the edge rushers, I just think the NFL, those are the highlight positions. Who's making the most money? Yeah. Those edge, The edge rushers, why do they make the most money? Because they are putting pressure on the quarterback. T.J. Watt Premium. is a guy that you could give me 20 sacks and you can control the line of scrimmage. Pittsburgh still has what it takes core nucleus yeah. to make a move. All they need now is a quarterback yeah. to make that thing Facts. go. So, you know, for us, that's why Tank and Micah, you have those edge rushers, mm-hmm. guys that you can put out there and get after it. And if you can bring in another guy or you have a guy like that already on your team that bash him, Armstrong. And, and the thing about those guys is every last one of them are rotational yep. guys. Yep. Dan Quinn is bringing these yep. guys in and out. And if you have that firepower, power, that's why the top of this draft, you see guys like Aiden Hutchinson. You see guys like Walker because teams need to threaten you by having a pass rush to get after you. So – with, and by the way, you mentioned T.J. Watt every time, every year around yeah. this time. It just feels like it just turns a little no, bit more in the heart. No, you got to live with that. You got to sleep in that bed. Um, <laughs> real quickly, super quickly, any thought to drafting backup quarterback on day three anywhere? Potentially Kellen Moore was in Iowa State, maybe looking at Brock Purdy as like a late round guy. Any thoughts there? Feel good with Will Greer as your backup? Cooper Rush as your backup? Yeah, I'm all about competition at the quarterback position. Okay, that's all we need to hear. All right, when we come back, we're going to give our first-round predictions for the Cowboys, and we're going to give a bold NFL draft prediction. What's going to happen around the league? We'll talk about it when we come back right after this on Talking Cowboys. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. 
So AT&T is giving everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network's busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to Talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more, do more Essilor on Talking Cowboys. That was nice because... You bumped your mic away, and it revealed the Essilors that you are like on that? your neck. You like that? Yeah. You, you see what I did there? You see what I did there? Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> they are Rehearsed. very nice. Thank you. We are a year into having <laughs> I know. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. I'm just saying. We are now a year, because I got them right before the draft last year. Did it just, you? Mm-hmm. I need another wow. pair of shades. Yeah. I need to go see Essilor. I need I'll, more I'll, lenses. When I go, I'll take care of everybody. Oh. I'll shop for you. I'll shop for you. Big spender Rob Phillips in the building. Clip yeah. that. Let's go. Blue bonnets. Oh, I was going to say. Blue bonnets. Get <laughs> <laughs> some blue Double bonnet B. colored shades. Double B, Rob P. Let's go. All right. Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, Rob P. Island himself, Rob Phillips. I'm Kyle Yeomans, Chris Beam in the back. As always, glad you're with us on Talking Cowboys. It's time to make some predictions, y'all. And I want to start with bold NFL predictions. This does not have to do with the Cowboys. It can be literally anything else huh. happening in the NFL draft or at least on draft weekend. It can involve current players. Hmm. It can involve current picks. Okay. It can involve anything along the way, but not Cowboys related, and it's a bold prediction. Hmm. Something crazy. Yeah. It's not yeah. a bad thing yeah. to think about crazy things. Okay. Rob, I'm going to start with you. with that quote. Just don't, just don't act on it. I love that quote. God, I'm living by it. I'm going to put it on a uh, don't do wall it. I think somewhere. your fiance would think differently. I was, was going to say, you're, you're about to be stable. I got another stable year. married man. I got <laughs> another year. We're fine. Let's figure <laughs> it out. Okay. All right. Is there a date that we haven't heard about yet? There is. You want oh. me to announce it right here? Oh, let's go. You put a date on it? If you I like. did. Yeah. I did put a, a date on it. May 7th of 2023. Oh, man. That is the date. Oh, my man. It's a big date. May 7th. So, May 7th, baby. 57. Yep. All right, Rob, we're going to start with you. Bold predictions on NFL Draft Weekend. For the league? For the league. Okay, we talked about trading back. I don't know what the record is, but I'll say a let's say five teams trade back in the first round because they just don't like the depth in the opening round. Five. There was a report around that earlier that teams are looking to vacate their draft area, right? Pelicero. Pelicero. So he he reported it. Do you have any teams that look like they would do something like that? Like anybody in mind that you would think would be totally in, in for that? Not necessarily, just maybe just from the perspective of what we talked about the grades. However, well, I will say the Cowboys picked 24. Mm-hmm. 
I, I would venture to say most drafts, they don't have 24 first-round grades in a given year anyway. So um, it doesn't mean they have, oh, we got to trade up to get a guy. But it's, it's a possibility, right? It's okay. a possibility. Let's okay. see. Let's let's just get crazy. Let's get a bunch of teams let's trading get back. Nutty trading back. Do you guys have a team that you think would vacate I their mean, spot? He just, he, he just threw the whole blew the whole thing out of the water. He just came with a whole historical fact. I mean, I was thinking like, yeah, so much for some, bold prediction. Something simple. <laughs> oh, I don't know what the record he, he is. He went to the archive. With I don't it. know what the record is, but I bet I bet that would be a record. I just <laughs> feel like the Jets because they have so many first round picks. I think they have three first-round picks, that they are the team that probably are going to get the most calls and they're probably the most likely to allow a team to trade up. And I think if I'm looking at teams, New Orleans is a team that's going to try and do get a splash pick, and it may be a quarterback. Get up there. Yeah, to go up. And that's, well, that's my, a good one. That's yeah. my only yeah. – That's my own, or and I guess the second one would be Green Bay does something crazy because they got to get Aaron Rodgers some weapons. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's it's not a typical trade up because you got to get a quarterback draft. I don't think unless there's teams that are just in love with a certain prospect. But it's not it's not the class where five quarterbacks that go in the first twelve picks. You know, mm-hmm. where teams are willing to trade up to do that. Okay, and that's what makes this that's what makes this first round a little weird. Isaiah, what's your bold prediction of happening this weekend? I see multiple star players for for teams getting traded. Okay. That's what I. That's what I see. Um, I don't know if we can say particular names or not, but I, 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 I mean, see, you're making a bold prediction. It's not like you know anything. Got you. Okay. So, so like, like I say, Quan Barkley. I think. I think he gets traded. Um, oh, I think bold prediction. Yeah, bold. I think there's going to be some big names like that that get moved around. Guys that are kind of disgruntled with their organizations. That chances are they're probably not going to sign back the following year. Oof. I think those guys get moved around. Oof. Okay. Oof. I've got a specific one that's kind of right up that alley. Okay. How about Baker Mayfield? And you're going to love this. No, don't do this. Baker Mayfield is going to be a Seattle Seahawk by the end of the weekend. Seattle's going to trade their 41st overall pick to Cleveland because Cleveland does not have a first round pick. They're going to take their second because Seattle picks back to back in the second round. They pick 40 and 41. They're going to ship one of those picks to Cleveland for Baker Mayfield, and he will be your quarterback. There's there's a great moving into the Seahawks. I, 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 I. Agree. I'm making this up as I go. No, so if I, there's anything back behind that, I think there's a I high probability. The it. fact that he hasn't gone anywhere yet. Yeah. And they don't have a pick that they're going to use on a quarterback either. So that's why I chose Seattle. There's a high probability. That's my that. bold prediction yeah. that he's going to be a Have you heard off. something? I cannot confirm nor deny. Okay. Oh, wait, baby, I'm on this. Let's go. The rumors are happening already. And you know what? I feel bad for Baker. I really I do. do. I, I don't like the way that Baker got done. I mean, they gave they gave Deshaun Watson a $23 million, $236 million guaranteed contract with I him understand. still on the roster. I understand the thought That's process cool. of Deshaun Watson over Baker Mayfield, but they did kind of do Baker dirty in the fact that he took them to a playoff appearance for the first time in God knows how it's long. Cold business, man. And then they immediately turned on him. <laughs> he had injuries. They put him out there injured all year long. He played through it, tough through Kyle, it, and then he's just to the dumped. NFL. I know. I say, I say, I know. About, but I'm with Heckma here. You laughed at yeah, him, they and don't, I'm backing Heckma up because I feel bad for Baker, too. But wait a minute. They don't you're care not about saying he's a great you're quarterback. On, you're on the team. You're asking for a contract, Bruh. and then something happens where another guy comes free, and Bruh. you sign him for a guaranteed contract while you're still on the roster. Hold on, hold on. First of all, <laughs> the speculation took place. Second of all, 
they said, oh, no, 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 no. Once, once Deshaun Watson said that he wasn't going there <laughs> anymore, he was like, oh, you're, you're, <laughs> come on back, guy. <laughs> oh, he's available? All right, yeah, get on, go on, go on, go on, get. Go on, get. I mean, that's cold. That's how they did Josh Rosen in Arizona. That's cold, bloody boy. That's it's cold. Welcome to the NFL. No, that's cold. I, no matter how you, so how you look at it, that's For all the work. fans out there that are wondering why guys are trying to get their guaranteed money, boom. Boom, there hey, you go. I'm with Baker. I want Baker to get some get back. But, he will. you know, this, that guaranteed portion, boy, I was like, God, two, three. Wow. That's, yeah, that's interesting, money, man. All right, what's your bold prediction, Heck? I, I made it. What was it? I, was it move up? I said Green Bay gets a, oh, on, I said a sorry, lot. I New Orleans. I didn't know. I thought you were just kind of adding on. The, no, that's. I think that's a bold, as bold so as you I think can Green get. Green Bay I don't have, is moving up. Seattle's moving up. Too. I think New Orleans will move or, up with the Jets uh, to try and secure a quarterback. I think that's what they're in. Who, which quarterback? For some reason, I think they like Kenny Pickens. Um, Pickett, yeah. Pickett uh, from Pittsburgh. But it wouldn't surprise me if they got Malik Willis. Mm-hmm. It really wouldn't. And teams, he's he's. I wouldn't call him a Valentine's Day guy. All right, I'm not calling him that. No, we knew about him when we called the Liberty no, we North did. Texas we, game. We, we, yeah, he was the number one quarterback on the board at that point, and we were like, all right. Cool. Like the Ole Miss quarterback. I, there's just a lot of quarterbacks that I think all of a sudden they're saying that these guys are a big deal, and I just don't feel that way. And this team start to get desperate, a move will be made. And I just I just feel like that's going to happen on draft day. Yeah. Okay. Now it's prediction time for the Dallas Cowboys. You are the GM. You are making the pick. You're making the call. What are the Cowboys going to do on night one at the 24th overall yeah. pick? We'll start with Isaiah on this one, since we started with Rob last. I don't freaking know. <laughs> Nobody does. That's what's fun. It's fun about it. Make a prediction. Who you got? Cowboys with the 24th overall pick. Select. They select. Uh, I don't know. What's the guard y'all was talking about? The, the A&M boy? Kenyon, Kenyon Green. Green. There you go. Kenyon. Okay. Kenyon. Out of Texas A&M. Take care of a need. Heckma. You're going to plant the story today. I'm planting it. Wait, wait, hey, are you moving up or staying put or moving down? Or yeah, you can also do think, that. I think you're staying put. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Heck. I'm planting the story. Planting the story. Okay. Jordan Davis falls. No. Off the table. Mm. Man, he's just a two-down player. I just don't think he's going to play all three. We got trends. a lot of Gatorade. We got a lot of Trends. Gatorade at AT&T Stadium. <laughs> okay, you're right. I'm trying to plant the story. I plant it then. Sorry. Yeah. No, he's he's a really good player, but hey, he's just not that good of a player to yeah, go in the top. He got a hitch in his. Video. I think he's undraftable in the top 23. <laughs> that's that's what my thought. I undraftable in the top 23 picks. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's about it. Yeah. Hitching his giddy up. Mm. Going with that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so your prediction is Jordan Davis. I'm going to go with Isaiah. I think it's Kenyon Green out of Texas A&M, offensive lineman. You get your guard, plug and play. He's going to put you forward, and he's going to help out Dak Prescott, especially on the left side of the line of scrimmage. I mean that was my pick two weeks ago, Giggum, you know, and I because it's it Why yeah. Do y'all said Rob up like this for a Texas A and M guy. You Phil, know what he's gonna but I also like and I don't know if he really projects as a potential starting tackle in the NFL. More of a guard. Yeah. But he did play it. I like the position flex to where if you were in a bind, maybe he could play that position as well. And I'll just say they stay put. Very well could move back or up, I guess, but they have not moved back since Travis Frederick, I believe, in 2013, and they haven't moved up since, I think, Mo Claiborne in 2012. Mm. Mm. Usually they sit and pick. Now, maybe this is... Well, they moved uh, back last year, technically. Okay, two, you're right. They yeah, did. They did. A couple spots, but um, this is a weird This is a weird first round, so so maybe there's going to be more movement this year. So I have a question. Your, who's your pick real quick? Oh, sorry. 
Kenyon Green. Kenyon yeah. Green. Yeah, 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 yeah. Question for you. What's the one pick that you guys think Dallas could make? What position do you think that Dallas would take that would make you throw your, your clipboard and your pencil across the room if they did it? If you're mad? If in, you just look just in the first round? Yeah. Bernard Ryman out of Central Michigan. Offensive tackle. I like Bernard Ryman kind at of a, 56. You're going to throw your pick. Project player, yeah. right? Because he hadn't yeah. played a lot of football. And he won't play immediately either. It's kind of what Heckman was talking about. Until Tyron gets hurt at some point throughout the season, which is yeah. very likely. Then he would play. Just just but, position. You say so. Offensive tackle. You would throw your clipboard across the room. No, I I thought you were saying specific. No, no, player. no. Just just position. 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 Oh, I, don't I mean, know. I'm gonna say wide receiver. I would throw. I would run out the window. Really? Yeah. I, I don't. Think, I'm not there. Tick me because because it, it's you know because it's deep because that's that's one thing Mike McCarthy allowed is that this is a deep wide receiver drive. You can wait potentially yeah. for that pick. I you can get run a, out the window. You can get a starter wide receiver in the first round or the second round. You can say the same thing for guard two, though. So I'm not necessarily there. To so that if Dallas point. took a receiver at 24, you're not pissed. No, <sighs> wow. no, I, because because <sighs> they have not finished addressing that position. I don't think. Yeah, I, I agree. <clears throat> it's still a wide open need. It's I'm not losing. as crazy as taking a QB or something, right? You know, that's that offensive tackle would be crazy. lower. Linebacker would be lower. I, I'm okay with a linebacker, especially if it's Dean or Lloyd. Those are both really, really good players. I'm on the other side with this with these wide receivers, man. I just don't think that a lot of the, there's a few of them that can come in and play. The Burke kid from Arkansas, I think, is going to be phenomenal. But after that, the Alabama guy that has the ACL, I Jameson think he, Williams, I think he's going to be phenomenal. But every other, all the rest of those guys are. Project guys, Valentine's Day guys, to Ooh, me. Okay. That's just how I feel about them. I think they've had some numbers. I just don't – they don't have the dogs that I'm used to seeing. Like, hey, this the CD Lambs, the kind of guys that you like, oh, th- oh, he put the tape out there. We know what he can do. I just don't see any of those guys in this draft. I think there's five of them. Okay, cool. You're yeah. saying position, throw your clipboard within reason. Like, they're not going to take a QB. They're not going to take yeah, a kicker. throwing my clipboard <laughs> across the room Ken if York they draft the receiver in the okay. first round. I'm, okay. I'm livid. I would be livid. Oh, I can't wait till they pick oh, but, but Drake London. But, but you you hated more than anybody. Pick. You hate more than anybody on this show. You hated that Amari's not here and feel like they haven't really mm. addressed it. So I know you don't feel like they're good there. No. But so I'm, it's still first a round need. pick. Yeah. First round pick though? On a receiver? With all the needs that you have? That's a lot. I'm livid. But it's a top it's a top two need, right? No. Arguably? No. Not not that early. Mm-mm. You can you then when have, you do you, it, you can have you put a trick on that. Not, I'm not in the first round. You can have you can have all the skill position you want to, but if you can't move the doggone ball, I agree. I still want offensive line. You and I line. are the same. Yeah. same yeah. boat on O line. You better no secure doubt. the up front. I'm keeping notes on this one. <laughs> Just wait till next <laughs> no, week. No, no, because he's gonna switch this up. Chris Olave is gonna be across the hall, <laughs> and Isaiah's gonna be like, man, he's a baller. Because you all about wide open level. offense and all that. You need to talk about line of scrimmage. I like it. Do we miss anything? Hey, there's else? five. There's five guys that don't sub out the game. Think so. Indeed. No. Corner. Maybe. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Huh? Hey, right. Yeah. Which right about guy that? are we running the star for? Kyle ain't, oh, he, he not, he not a volunteer for that no more. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what's got you running the star for, Kyle? Come on, you got to do it every year. Come on. I don't, yeah, I don't Come know. On. Who would I run for? Come on. Um, I mean, Davis. probably Trayvon Walker, but I don't I don't think that's happening. So If, if they get Davis, I'm running to I'll the say, star for my house. I'll say it's on wow. tape. There it is. That's, Chris. That's it. There it is. That's it. There it is. That's all we need. By the way, Chris, you do, you do as, as much draft research as anybody else in this room, too. 
Who is your prediction for the Cowboys? All hammies. Oh, flat. Um, <laughs> you know I ain't messing with that. I'm gonna take the guard. Sorry, Kenyon or yeah. Zion. Uh, green. It's, it's just Kenyon it's green. like corner. The it's the, is, it's is, the most obvious thing they yeah, haven't that's done. That's why it's not gonna happen because it's You're so right. obvious. You're right. It's gonna be it Jordan might not. Davis. I think I think Green can ultimately help Biotis. <laughs> he can. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. Like, I agree. Like if you whatever you see in Biotis, you're like, oh man, we need to get a center. I think he could help that. America, you just gotta. Does that make sense from Chris Bean? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, next week we're gonna have either Jordan Davis and a very fit Isaiah, or we're gonna have Chris Olave and a very upset Isaiah, or Clipboards we're gonna have one flying. of the guards. And we're gonna have a very happy Isaiah. We'll figure it out next week, Tuesday, 10 a.m. or no, 11 a.m. Central Time as we're back at the normal slot. But that does it for us this week on Talking Cowboys for Chris Beam, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison. I'm Kyle Yeoman. See you next week. Go Cowboys on Draft Week from the Star in Frisco. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!